Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. Before I do the main portion of the podcast today, Relationships Trump Transactions, I have a funny papers edition. All right, Smart Cleaning School, we have another funny papers from a member in Angela Brown's Professional House Cleaners Group. As you remember from last episode, the bidet snake that blasted poor Nicole out of the bathroom. This one is from Nicholas Driesen from Affordable Cleaning Services in Iowa City, Iowa. This is going to be a pretty stinky story. And I'll just read it in his own words because he wrote a blog about it. It was so good. I'll just read the blog. So it happened, sometimes more frequently than we would like to think. Many times a second flush will free up a clogged toilet. Sometimes it takes something else. If you are really in trouble with a nasty clog, you might even search the internet for a remedy. Angela Brown, internet cleaning guru, often has lots of suggestions. Typical solutions will include a plunger, purchase price about $5. If your problem is bigger than that, you might see if the handle needs to be replaced. Again, a replacement is probably less than $5. Taking another step, you may need to try something like a toilet auger. This device will run you in the neighborhood of $30 to $35. Keep in mind that you need to have the toilet bowl emptied of whatever is in the bowl, other than water, to use this tool. It is great for clogs that originate further down in the pipe system. But what if your issue lies waiting for you in the toilet bowl in the form of a huge mass of feces? Do you call a plumber? They will deal with such problems. But the cost will be upwards of $100. So what is the solution? Do you take things into your own hands? Pun intended. If you glove up, that may be the best course of action. However, it is not what employees did one night when faced with the big brown glob in the toilet. After a quick conversation and assessment of the circumstances, the fearless manager recommended that they get the power washer they use for deep cleaning the showers and blast the orb into smaller pieces that would then flush easily down the sewer system. This makes absolutely perfect sense to me. Oh, just when I thought you couldn't do any worse, Lloyd, you have totally redeemed yourself. How many of you are chuckling already? This is Nicholas's words again. Believe me, it was no laughing matter when the blowback hit the fan, so to speak. The employees gloved up and stood ready with a plunger for use once the large mass broke into fragments. Needless to say, there was brown spotted spray all over the walls, all over the stalls, all over the floor, and yes, on the ceiling as well. And the employees, so lacking in judgment as to try such a foolhardy solution, stood with surprised expressions also covered in spray. 
a job that could have been easily solved with a bucket, a baggy, gloves, and a few minutes of hand fishing, plus time to gather supplies, turned into a mega, hours-long biohazard cleanup. They now had to obtain a ladder, rags, mops, buckets, disinfectant, and more. After spending two hours, they finally accomplished a feat that should have taken 20 minutes. So the next time it happens, remember that power is not always your friend. Although the thought of handling the feces, even with gloves on, is not particularly appealing, it beats scrubbing it off walls, floors, and your face. No, that's not a beard line. That was the sprayed feces from work today, dear. Don't get caught with egg on your face, Nicholas says. Listen to the advice of the skilled, well-trained employees at ACS, two-time winners of the city's best award. They have been instructed in managing nightmares of the toilet bowl variety. They understand that although poop may not be a dinner table conversation, the toilet clog can be easily resolved by following the quick, easy instructions above instead of trying to muscle through the job with a power washer. Oh, come on, people! Lloyd Christmas! Oh, my goodness. I thought the one with Nicole was pretty amazing. Nicholas, I'm going to at least give you a tie because they both involve high-powered snakes (laughs) shooting something at people. But I'll take the bidet in the chest over poop spray. Yes, that is an atomic fecal bomb. Oh, how do we all get over this, Mark Cleaning School? Can we shift gears? Okay, let's move our minds from this scene and let's get it over to this podcast episode, which, trust me, it's going to be good. Get your mind out of the toilet, and let's learn together. Coach Josh and I use Marco Polo to communicate during the week. He allows me to send questions as I have them. He listens and then responds when he gets the chance. I'm very grateful to have Josh Melton in my corner as we grow C3 to the next level in 2023, which is to add the second building block and earn over $100,000 income from the cleaning business. Josh and I had an exchange on November 8th and 9th of 2022. It was so interesting to me. I've never heard it talked about before in the cleaning groups or other podcasts. I had to cover it here. Cleaning is a business, but a business is not merely a ledger with a list of transactions. It's easy to pull up a profit and loss report and see all of the income and expense transactions. It's easy to see the text and numbers printed on the screen or page and assume you're looking at the cleaning business. I don't believe a business merely consists of transactions. A business is relationships. A cleaning business is a group of humans cleaning for other humans, all of which have personalities, beliefs, families, interests. It's easy to measure a business in transactions. That's what our accountants do, what we pay them for. 
And it's not easy to measure the relational strength of our business. Josh poses an interesting point in his Marco Polo to me. He says this, I believe that you can trust someone that you don't respect, but I don't believe you can respect someone that you don't trust. I agree with him. I can think of people right now that I could allow into my house around my family, but I don't respect them. Therefore, respect is greater than trust. How do you earn trust? I've talked about this a ton. On the Optimizers Workshop with Dave Reeks, I defined the three C's to build trust as a cleaner. You've got to have excellent character and be the type of person that others can trust. You've got to provide an amazing cleaning service. In other words, you've got to handle the transactions of cleaning with excellence. This includes the cleaning itself and surely the transactions of invoices and payments. You've got to be consistent in your cleaning service and everything you do in dealing with your customers. If you show up with great cleaning and character over a long period of time, you will develop trust. Another way to build trust is to give it. Others won't trust you if you don't trust them. Trust is mutual. I'm going to add a fourth C. You've got to have compassion for other people and not be selfish. This is so foundational. Show love for your fellow human. And when you put this all together, start with compassion and character. Become a great cleaner and a great cleaning service. Handle your transactions with excellence and trust. Give trust. Do this over time. This will earn your trust from your customers. Keep doing it consistently over time, and that trust will turn into something greater. It's respect. When your customers respect you, they will want to do business with you for a long time. Most clients will grow with you as you grow mutual respect. However, some clients will only ever think of you as just the cleaner. Become a person of trust and respect and you'll attract the right ones. I absolutely love this mindset and it thrills me to build this type of cleaning business in my community. Everything hinges on relationships, not transactions. I hope you enjoy this interaction between Josh and I on Marco Polo. And please excuse the bad background noise because we're not trying to have podcast level recordings. Him and I are just back and forth sharing some thoughts. And I just wanted to capture the essence in the original thoughts that both of us had back in early November of 2022. Sometime recently, can't, can't, remember, can't remember when it was now, but we had a client that dropped us and it was about two grand a month. And I think I mentioned this one to you on a call. Um, you know, and you don't like to lose two grand. But at the same time, because of it, when we lost this one, I was like, you know what, I don't really care. And the reason I didn't care is because I didn't like the way that they communicated with us. Now, they were they would speak to us, and again, this is all email, so tone is assumed, right? But they're just 
it did, I didn't like the way I read the emails. And it wasn't just me. Other staff members didn't like the way that they read the emails either. So, you know, it wasn't like one person assumed this to them. And so anyway, all that being said, our vision statement, Ken, for years, before we ever honored this vision statement, our vision statement said, we are trusted by our clients, appreciated by our team members, and remembered by our community. And I've been thinking a lot recently about our, about our um, core values and all these things because with Ben leaving too, uh, he's the guy who quit right after the, the summit. I was like, you know what? That dude just wasn't like me. Nice guy, you know, like him, but he wasn't relationship first. And so I've been getting more specific with like, what are the core values of Athens Cleaning Company? Well, that vision statement, which has been that way for years, again, since like before we, before we ever fulfilled that vision statement or even tried to, it was written the way it was written. Trusted by our clients, appreciated by our team members, remembered by our community. Uh, man, when this last client left and... I had sent her an email before, and I got no response about a question that I'd asked. And then when she said that they were going to cancel the contract, which you know wasn't a huge surprise for me, and I didn't honestly care too much, uh, I asked her a series of questions. Her name's Natalie. Hey, Natalie, can I ask you these couple questions? You know, hey, hate that you're leaving, but I understand why you'd want to take it. You know, do something, you know, make a transition. And you guys have been a great client. You can come back at some point if you want to, because for a season they were a great client. Um, I said, but can I ask you a couple questions? And I asked, like, hey, you know, is, we made some changes recently. After we made those changes, were there any issues? It'd be helpful for me to know this because the person who's been cleaning for you, I want to know if I need to just let them go or if I would, if, you know, if I should find another account for them. Well, Ken, when they emailed back, she didn't make any mention of any of the things other than to answer a question I asked her about, like, um, they, we did have a 30-day contract on this one, so they wanted to know. Like, hey, this is the last day unless we hear something different from you. So I said to him, look, I'm fine. I'm fine in ending earlier. When is your cleaning company? When is the next cleaning company going to start? Well, the only thing she answered my question was, or my email was, was that particular question. And I'm like, you know, you at least acknowledge the other questions, right? So anyway, we didn't feel like Ken at this client. We felt like, hey, they trust us enough. Like, they, you know, they, got, they gave us the keys to the building, all this stuff. Um, I mean, they don't, you know, it doesn't seem like they respect us. And... And I was, I was thinking about this. I'm like, I don't, I mean, you can trust somebody without respecting them. But it's hard to respect somebody that you don't trust, if that makes any sense. So I can, hey, I can, I can trust you, you know, without respecting you. Like, oh, yeah, I don't really have a lot of respect for that guy. He'll do what he says he's going to do. But I can't really respect you if I think that you're not a trustworthy person. And so I talked to my staff today or my leadership team. And I said, hey, I'm thinking about changing our vision statement because it's not enough for our clients to trust us. These guys have trusted us, but I just don't feel like they respect us, and I don't like that. And the company I want to create is one where my clients respect me. And, dude, our, our best clients, they do. They respect us. Like, they, they, dude, they comment on our social media. They just they light up when they see us. And then these guys are talking down to us a little bit. I just didn't like that too much. So... So as of today, Athens Cleaning Company has changed our vision statement, which has been in place for years. And as I say change, we tweaked to better define specifically uh, what the, the situation we're looking for, which is to have clients that respect us. So anyway, I'm not sure exactly 100% why I'm sending you this message, other than you are somebody who teaches other people. And I think it's important for people to know that it's important for you to have a uh, you know, mission statement. And if you can write down the vision, if you have a vision statement, that's great too. But man, don't let don't let the fear of having to change it one day keep you from writing it. Like write a bad one and get started there. Or write one that's insufficient, or write one that's gonna change. I think it's the encouragement that knowing like, 
you can change this down the road. And honestly, at some point in time, you know, if you got a, a bit, you might have a vision that can be fulfilled. So we got one that's like a live it out consistently. But man, it changed it. We felt good about changing it. So just wanted to share that with you. I don't know if this is something you can share with other people or not, but um, even as you're creating your stuff, man, just because whatever you set up for C3, like it's it can last forever or it can last for a season. You know what I'm saying? I guess okay if you ever want to change it. It didn't have to be written in stone. It's not the thing, man. Uh, even if even, even the Moses broke those Ten Commandments up, you know what I'm saying? So, anyway, buddy, uh, appreciate you. I'm, I'm excited to see the growth that you've had over this last year and a half, and um, it's cool to see not only that you're you're growing and changing within your company, but you're sharing that with others. So, keep up the good work, my friend. Thanks. Before I had the podcast, I used to do videos and post them on Facebook and YouTube and do like a blog and stuff. There's one I did, and I'm not sure if I ever did the podcast on this. I think I did. It's called um, Just a Cleaner. And, and I've always felt this way. There's different kinds of customers, right? And you, you, hit, you hit the nail on the head with respect. There's those that you serve them with excellence, you show up, you do great work, and most are like, oh, thank you so much. I can't wait for you to come again. Here's, here's uh, you know, there's house cleaning, like, okay, here's your tip for Christmas. Thank you so much. Uh, we we look forward to coming back. It's always a good feeling, and you're right. They engage with you. They interact. They ask you questions about you because they care. And then there's the other ones where you're showing up, and you are the help. You are just the cleaner. And so they're, they're usually people that are maybe snooty, or they don't think very highly of other people. And they're like, oh, they're just, they're just the cleaner coming to take care of our trash and, and clean my bathrooms and kitchen. They're just the cleaner. They're not really human beings. They're just, you know, they're just, you know, scum, and they, they, they couldn't get a real job, but they're cleaning. And meanwhile, I'm thinking as I'm as I'm hearing this from some people, I'm thinking uh, I probably have more education than you do. I'm not gonna be all prideful about it, but I've got almost a master's in mechanical engineering, run multiple businesses outside of cleaning. Not that I'm making a lot of money, <laughs> uh, but you don't know anything about me. And I would get, I would like, okay, fine. That there was like no, you, when someone doesn't care about you, they don't have, they don't have respect for you. You're just, just the cleaner. There's no way for them to build a relationship with you. You can try to build a relationship with them. And maybe this is the, the podcast episode or something like this. Let's think on it. But uh, there's, there's no way that, we can build a relationship with them because they don't want a relationship because we're just the cleaner. And that's what you're talking about. Um, I feel like I have that. I, I see it so clearly and I, I want to snuff those clients out. They don't last. Um, two examples. The one we just picked up this vet and I went out there today to pick up the keys. They are so excited to have us clean. They're like, we're like, they're saying it. We're so excited. Uh, here's the key. They can't wait. We can we can do the first week. Like we're so like they're just visibly excited and they respect us. They're thankful. Here's my cell phone number if you need something. They're just like really engaged already, and I feel appreciated and I love that. And I feel like we can build that trust, build a relationship long term. And then you have an, I have another one. That's my most recent uh, pickup. The one before that, it's like a industrial place. It's been a few months. That was back in August. 
and that one it's an okay customer industrial you know warehouse bathroom office not a super professional company and the receptionist is super cool she's kind but the manager i deal with everything's just so clear-cut um it's like eh i just get the feeling like i, I broke their paper paper towel dispenser because it was really cheap plastic and i'm pushing the key in to open it and the thing the tab snapped off i'm like eh all right but I wasn't sure if I did it. Like, it may have already been broken. And so I left a message. Like, okay, here's the paper towel dispenser. Here's the piece. I'm not sure if it was, if it was already broke. If it was me, um, let me know. I'll cover it. No big deal. So it was just a very transactional. Like, um, yeah, we had to replace the paper towel dispenser. $30. You can make out a check to this. And we need, we need it in net 10 days. I'm like, seriously? Okay. Sorry. Like, let me know. Like, I just felt like just very transactional. Like, you're just the cleaner. You're just coming on the weekends to take care of our place. This, the manager over there, she even called me once, like, recently. And she asked a question, like, if I was basically, like, something was on her computer screen. Like, somehow someone logged into her computer. And so she wanted to see if it was me or one of my team that may have accidentally logged into her computer while cleaning. I'm like, yeah, no. If we clean your keyboard, it might move. It might turn it turns the computer on, but no one knows. No one logs into your machine. No one knows how to. Plus, we sign non non disclosure agreements and confidentiality. Like we we hire professionals. We don't have that issue. And it was just, eh. But yeah, there you go. No reason. If they don't respect, then there's no relationship. It's all transactional. Now there is transactions that have to take place right but relationships trump transactions Ooh, that might be that's a good one relationships trump transactions maybe I'll, I'll take this recording and yours and i'll put this in my notes for a podcast did you enjoy that interaction between coach josh and i and yes you can see that I did take those recordings and that title and make it into a podcast. So as we wrap up here, is there anything that you would like to talk about in your business? I'm here to help. Feel free to book a free coaching call on the Smart Cleaning School website at www.smartcleaningschool.com. Make sure to check out the many paid and free resources available on the website as well. I look forward to helping you have an amazing, amazing day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed. <laughs>